Welcome to UUCSW Reflections, a podcast by the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. We're glad you're here. So our, our theme for the month of May for all of our services is story. Um, and so next week, there are going to be stories about motherhood for Mother's Day. Um, we're going to do stories about serendipity and awe the following week. So if you have, and there will be time for sharing that week. So today we're doing sort of three short stories from people in our community. And um, on the 16th, we'll be doing more of the, um, what do we call it, views from the pews sharing stories. So think about stories that you have from your own life of serendipity and awe um, for two Sundays from now. And so in a culture that reveres the written word, storytelling is a powerful act that sort of resists that. Um, Because wisdom doesn't come only from texts, right? It also comes from our own lived experience from our ancestors and our peers, from our embodied knowing and our intuition. And there are so many ways of knowing and telling the truth. And this is, in fact, one of the core disagreements that resulted in Unitarianism. So this is a good um, spiritual practice that's deep in our bones, storytelling. Um, Because the original Unitarians, those 200-some-odd years ago, rejected the idea that scripture is the only source of wisdom, right? Think about Emerson and Thoreau and the nature writers um, and the sort of rejection of damnation. Unitarianism was born of this idea that revelation is ongoing, meaning our own lives and our own experience and the natural world is also a place where wisdom exists and where we can seek meaning. Um, and you don't need a clergy person to tell you what it means, right? That was part of the Unitarian controversy, um, was this idea that it's not clergy people reading the Bible is not the only source of wisdom. And so this is sort of part of our lineage and is a beautiful thing to embrace. So for this whole month, we're, we're practicing this act of storytelling together and focusing on what it means to tell stories. So, like I said, in two weeks, we'll have time for you all to share stories of serendipity and awe. But today, our theme is stories of things gone perfectly wrong. So moments when everything got turned upside down and something about it turned out to be the best thing. Um, So my story, um, as you know from when I preached in December, when I was in grad school, um, I was in a running accident that left me with a traumatic brain injury. Um, and so that was a fitting song to segue into the story about sort of the nuance of finding my way out of that. So one of the most noteworthy things that it, that, that impact um, did to me was that it completely messed up my vision, which is why I now wear glasses. Um, and so basically what happened was my brain and my eyes forgot how to work together because of this impact, which is obviously a problem. Um, And so I went to occupational therapy. And so, so much of my exercises were like learning to get my eyes to cooperate, practicing like my eyes moving in straight movements, practicing looking at patterns and like getting them into focus so I didn't get totally disoriented. Um, 
And eventually we got to the point where I was learning how to read again, because obviously like visual tracking is pretty critical when it comes to reading, right? Like that's that's sort of the core function <laughs> that you need to have working in order to read. Um, and my, my occupational therapist very quickly figured out um, that I was kind of cheating without realizing that I was cheating at my exercises. Because what my eyes started doing was I would skim in circles and sort of gather enough letters that I could guess what something said. And so it was sort of like the whole world became a, a game of hangman to me. And so eventually, once she realized that, like, this is how my brain was functioning, and I couldn't, I couldn't quite choose not to do it. Like, I couldn't not cheat because my brain became so reliant on reason because my vision was so temperamental. Um, and so ultimately, she ended up giving me exercises that instead of words, like doing word searches was a common um, occupational therapy exercise, I had to do um, number searches for randomized numbers because you can't make sense of that. Um, and so I, so I learned and I got better and I can obviously read now. Um, but my brain still does this thing where instead of, instead of liking to track in straight lines, my eyes kind of want to go in whirly dads and sort of skim and guess what words are. Mostly this works. And then occasionally it goes horribly awry, which has made my life actually really entertaining. So for example, a couple of months ago, um, I was scrolling Instagram and one of my professors from grad school, um, who is also a minister and sort of a public speaker, was offering a workshop on um, sort of the new year and starting off the new year differently. And so I like quickly skimmed this and there were three bullet points about what, the, with what they'd be talking about in the workshop. And so I skimmed them. And the third one said pairs. And I sort of had this like, huh, what? Like, why? Why would you be talking about pairs at a New Year's workshop? And I read it again, like, that's weird. But once my brain gets the word wrong, I get stuck in this loop. And so it still said pairs to my brain. And so I started doing this like, I mean, she's Christian, so like, is it like, is it a biblical reference that I'm just like not getting? Like the whole Garden of Eden thing, it wasn't an apple, it was just like fruit. So is this some interpretation I don't know about? And so I'm trying to make sense of like, why in the world would you be talking about pears at a New Year's workshop? And it took me reading it several times for it to click that of course it didn't say pears, it said fears, right? which is so close that my brain just auto-corrected with the wrong word. And so this happens now. Mostly it doesn't, but then occasionally there'll be a word that's sort of like that. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. And it's actually been incredibly liberating um, because it's incredibly entertaining when these things happen, right? Because then I get to chuckle to myself about the New Year's pairs. Um, and sort of my my effort to to make that be reasonable. Um, but it also means that I now take it for granted that I get things wrong, which is actually a hugely liberating gift, right? To just go through the world assuming you're going to mess up and it'll probably be really funny. Um, and 
it's a thing that I wouldn't have expected sort of being the outcome because I grew up as like a very type A, high achieving, getting straight A's type of person. And so when I was younger, I would have been mortified, right, by messing up in these kinds of ways. But now I just know, right, like my eyes read in circles and sometimes like my my word association game goes awry. And so suddenly it's like living in a Mad Lib, which is mostly normal and then occasionally very funny. Um, so sometimes things going wrong is all for the best. Um, so that's my story for you about, <laughs> about the ways that things, things going amiss can actually be um, a blessing and can, can sort of add some sweetness to our lives. So I hope you... Um, take some liberty with yourself to be okay with messing up and getting things wrong and see the sort of hilarity of um, when things go awry in life. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.